Look what you made me do. Look what I made for you. His name is Old Man. Old Man Wayne. I live by the car. I die by the phone. Old Man. Old Man Wayne. Old Man. I'm about to do something terrible. Nope, not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Point, old man, old man, old man, old man. Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stuff and the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And the part's so nice, you gotta say it twice. I am Old Man Wade. And as we've started for the last few times when I've recorded, we're gonna start with Old Man Ranting. And what am I ranting about today? Fun fact for you, humanity is a failed experiment. What do I mean by that? I want you to think about the encounters that you've had over the last month. I'm not even going to go over the last couple of years because let's be honest. 2020, 2021, 2022 have kind of been, to put it lightly, poop kind of years. So what happens is when you have poop years, people will tend to, you know, be poop people. But it's also understandable that when you have kind of a bad life and you can't do the things that you're normally used to doing that you're going to be in a bad mood or bad or you're going to have a bad attitude so it's understandable that like your actions may be different from what you're used to however there's a difference between having that attitude and then expressing it towards everyone else i'm not going to act like i'm perfect in any situation because i'm sure that i've given people an attitude that they don't deserve the difference is I make it a point to try my best to make everyone else's life around me comfortable. I work in a particular field where I happen to be more customer service than other people. I don't work in retail, but my line of work depends on me being pleasant to people who may be in dire straits. So that also leads me into going outside of work and understanding that sometimes you don't understand what someone else is going through. This is also something I've heard Charlemagne the God say when he talked about, like, you never know what someone else is going through, so, you know, treat people accordingly. We've encountered people who may have just had, may have just been given, like, awful news, like, you know, a loved one died, or they may have lost their job, or they were passed down for a promotion, and it could kind of put them in a bad mood. And give them a personality trait that they're not normally used to having or even presenting. So sometimes things are understandable. However, there are also times where you can just look at someone and go, maybe, just maybe, this person is absolutely awful. What do I mean by that? I'm going to give you a few examples, maybe a couple, depends on how things go from this old man ranting that we had before we get into all my fun comic book stuff. The lack of respect and common courtesy that one person may have for the next. I'll give you a couple of examples. In my experience, and actually, fun fact for you, these two examples actually have happened within two minutes of each other. On my way to work, I take public transportation, which I have Pretty sure I've said a few times on this show. Walked across the street. I got the walk signal. And I'm walking. Taking my taking my time because both sides should not have cars coming. And as I'm going, this particular car was inching towards me, inching towards me. And I'm thinking, 
you know, I got, I still got, the, I still got time. I got another eight seconds, and I'm about two seconds away from the curb. But this person was just inching and inching and inching and inching, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of a jerk, so and I'm kind of petty, so I took even longer to cross the street. So once I got to the sidewalk, I turned around as this person sped past me and it said, no turn on red. So there's two things wrong here. One, I had the walk signal. Two, there's no turn on red. So you got to kind of get over it. So now I'm going to go across the other way. And as I'm getting to the, to the crosswalk, this car made it a point, even though they did not have the, right, the green light, to keep edging up towards the crosswalk to make sure that I did not cross street now no big deal not really an issue if they were going to turn because i'm like you know what i'm at a point there's nobody going i get it however i noticed this person wouldn't even bother to look because they knew they were wrong and that's what i mean by people who understand what they're doing when they're doing it we've all been in situations where we're like oh i wish i would have handled this differently and then you have the people like that who was like you knew what you were doing when you did it this is what I mean when I say, you know you're wrong. Now, I'm going to take it a step further, and I'm going to bring it to social media. Now, as something I've said on this podcast before, and something that Dave Chappelle has said, the internet is not a real place. Does it actually exist? Yes. Twitter is a thing, Facebook is a thing, and Instagram is a thing. The problem I have is when people use these specific platforms specifically to spread negative energy and hate. I personally will complain and bitch and just do all sorts of negative stuff. But what I don't do is I make it a point to not add a person. And for those of you who don't know, don't know what I mean by adding a person is I won't specifically find this person's handle and talk about them. If I don't like, we'll say, Snowfall, for example, I'm not going to find the Snowfall Twitter handle and add them and go, Snowfall is awful. Sometimes I won't even write Snowfall is awful. Sometimes I'll just say, hey, Snowfall isn't for me. I'm just using Snowfall as an example. What I will do is when I find a comic book or a TV show or a movie that I absolutely enjoy, I will make it a point to hashtag and at these people and let them know, hey, I like what you're doing. And in this case, we have Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells is a comic book writer who's currently writing Amazing Spider-Man, as I said before. Their previous run of Amazing Spider-Man, before they did the, I don't want to say revamp, but they started it back at number one. I wasn't a big fan of I didn't really like the Ben Riley stuff and all that. So I kind of just, I checked out, to be honest. It just wasn't my thing. But I wasn't going online talking about how horrible it was and adding the person. Da, 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 da. I may have said, like, hey, it's just it's not for me. I'm not really feeling this, et cetera, et cetera. I may have even written articles about how I wasn't feeling it. But one thing I haven't done is specifically talk about how awful this person was as a writer. Because honestly, as someone who also creates, it's not cool. However, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 25 as it Wells. And it finally got into what was going on with Mary Jane and her new husband, their kids. And I really liked the, how they how Zeb Wells explained what was going on. What happened in the, I want to say they said four years, or maybe only been a couple of years, while Peter was gone in their world. But for Peter, it was only a few days. 
time works weird with different realities, whatever, whatever. And I liked it because it really showed that Peter Parker's entire life is just crap. He never really has a situation where he has a good life. And when he does have a good life, trust and believe something bad is absolutely about to happen. At the end of this issue, he ruined his relationship with the Fantastic Four, which is one of the few comic book teams that actually consider him family. He was actually a member of the Fantastic Four for a little while. He was the, um, but it was a Future Foundation. He had a Future Foundation costume. It was white and black. Sometimes it was black and white. Um, one of the first issues of Spider-Man was him trying to join the Fantastic Four. There's also what ifs and other realities when Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is actually a member of the Fantastic Five. So seeing him uppercut Johnny Storm, punch Ben Grimm, and it looked like he may have actually broken skin, that's deep. And so for someone who knows what it's like to accidentally ruin relationships, that's a big deal. And I really felt what was going on. And then seeing Captain America stop Peter before he went even further because he was like, I need to hit something. That meant a lot. That seemed very much like a Peter Parker thing. And then to continue the series, and it was a, it was a issue 25. And when you get to numbers like 25, 50, 75, et cetera, et cetera, that's a big deal. So Zeb Wells had the, I don't, he had the opportunity to write something that was important. Now, I don't know what the count is for Spider-Man in particular, but Amazing Spider-Man number 25 for this particular one was important. Now, I happened to go online. I found Zeb Wells and was talking about how great he was and how much I really appreciate this because creatives need to hear that sometimes because you never know how someone feels about... You never know the positivity that you may give out to the world because most of the time, people are negative. And that brings me to why I said earlier, humanity is a failed experiment. I just happened to go on Twitter, and like I said, I talked to this person. And a person who remained nameless on Twitter, and, and they will remain nameless because, you know, fuck them. I, they decided to tell me how wrong I was and how they, how this particular person, Zeb Wells, was just ruining Spider-Man. They're as bad as this other writer and da-da-da-da. And it was like, so you specifically went out of your way to see this. So here's the thing about that. I didn't add this person. So what, what comes into this is they had to find Zeb Wells, look for Zeb Wells, search Zeb Wells, or search Spider-Man, find said tweet, and then comment on said tweet and be completely negative about that. And all I can think about is, do you have nothing else better to do at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning than to do that? I'm awake. I'm at work. And maybe this person was as well. But, like, that late at night or early in the morning and all you want to do is just spew negativity? Really? That's it? That's what you got? It is what it is. So, I decided to say something like, cool, your opinion is your own. Have a good day, because, you know, who am I? Actually, let me tell you exactly what I said. I said, your opinion is yours, but feeling the need to comment on a happy comment 
to uplift someone's art is telling. I love the story and enjoying the run. But anyway, have a great day. And as always, I post a Shayna Baszler kiss to the air gift just because that's how I feel. This led to a lot of people commenting and liking particular posts. Now, because I don't think Zeb Wells needs to see or hear these particular posts, I hit the comments. And initially, I didn't give a shit because it's not necessarily about me. But as the night went on and more people were liking the negative comments and the next day after I woke up from, from my nap and more people were commenting and telling me I was emotional, I realized it actually did get to me. And it wasn't like I was angry. It goes back to my original point about how I felt about humanity because it's like, really? This is what we're doing. And honestly, I wasn't upset. I was morally hurt by the idea of humanity just feeling the need to have these negative comments. And I just couldn't really believe that this is where we were at as a society. And thanks to therapy and thanks to my wife and thanks to my friends, acknowledging how I feel is important. And I took a step back, I thought about how I felt and realized that I did feel some sort of way about it. Wasn't upset. One person said that I was upset because I ratioed them which ratio apparently is when someone uh, comments and their comment is more um, like the other one, which is, you know, it's fine. I don't really care because, you know, if you need to do that to make yourself feel better, that's cool. A couple days tomorrow, no one's going to no one's gonna really care. And hell, maybe if I'm lucky, Zeb Wells will see this, understand that my comments were genuine, and maybe give me a follow or maybe just like, you know, something. I actually wanted to say to them, like, hey, I actually wanted to apologize to them for talking about that. And I probably will shoot them a, uh, an ad on Twitter and go, hey, I really just wanted to do this specifically because I liked your comic book and apologize for the negative responses that came with it. But it's just funny to me that like negativity has become the way to go. It's not even just with comic books think about your favorite genre uh if you're a fan of the nba then you if you're a fan of any sports in general you've probably seen the Stephen a's and skip baylesses and sometimes the shannon sharps who spend most of their time pooping on athletes now let me just be let me just be completely transparent i'm not gonna say i'm infallible here i'm a thousand percent sure i've said some things about athletes and comic book writers that i wish that, that i regret but I'm also happy in my hypocrisy, and I'm also a human who continues to want to grow as a person. And that's just my goal in life. I remember my therapist asked me, asking me in one of our first sessions, who is Mark? And it's a question that comes up fairly often, and the answer is always the same. Mark is a work in progress. Mark is a person who always wants to be better than he was yesterday. Yes, I call myself Wade, but that's just who I am. Like, I'm a person who always wants to be better than who he was yesterday. That's why, as a writer, I try. I look back at myself and I reread things. Because it's like, did I use certain words too many times? Did I use a phrase more than I should have? And as a friend, was I there when I needed to be? As a husband, was as I as loving as I need to be? I'm... 
I guess self-awareness would probably be the best word for it. And I get really negative and I say that humanity is a failed experiment, but like it's just coming apparent that sometimes people don't really understand the concept that like sometimes it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us as a as a people. Why are we so driven towards negativity? I stopped listening to a podcast again that will remain nameless because eh, they got enough followers, so why, so why they need my name? And I stopped listening to it because it was I was hate listening. Why am I bringing a negativity to me? So I switched over to another one, and then the same thing was happening. And as I like some of the people on the show, but there's one person that kind of ruined it for me at all, at all altogether. So I'm like, is it really worth it? And at the end of the day, I realized it wasn't. So I need I needed to kind of check myself. And going back to the Twitter thing, I found myself going to Twitter and was like, I need to comment, I need to comment. And it was like, why do I need to comment? I don't. This isn't my life. This isn't what I need to do. This is like my my goal in life is to be a better writer. My goal in life is to be a better husband. My goal in life is to be a better friend, a better brother. To be someone that I wasn't the day before in a more positive aspect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fuck up. But that's life. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to find people and I'm not going to look them up and go, you know what, this person is this and this person is that and blah, blah, blah. Which brings me to another example of being human. I remember texting my wife last night and asking her if I am too forgiving. She asked me what I meant. And in a short form, I gave somebody something that I had that I may have drunk and I ended up not needing. Because they were going to go get it somewhere, which would have been a cheaper version of it. But because I had one in my bag, I was like, yo, you can have this. Don't drink, the, don't drink the cheap version of that shit. I got something better for you. Now, this person I had an issue with a week ago. But we squashed it. We had conversations. And because of that, there's no reason for me to continue to have such animosity towards them. If we squashed it, then I can't be petty. And now I call myself the god of stuff and the lord of laughter, the prince of petty. But realistically, a lot of those monikers don't really necessarily need to be a thing. Because honestly, some of those things are negative. Um, Some of my wife was honest, like sometimes I'm too forgiving. And in this case, I was not. And honestly, at the end of the day, I felt better about myself forgiving this person something that they may have wanted or needed. And it may have made him feel better. Maybe it helped our relationship going forward. Because he's like, oh, so I'm really, so he's like, oh, Mark's really over it. And I am. Because, like, I can't continue focusing on something that could be detrimental to my health or their health. And this goes back full circle to the idea of you never know what a person's going through. When you do something really nice for somebody, you don't know how it could change the way they look about everything. This person that you were nice to, whether you gave them a seat because they looked like they needed it, or you said good morning, or a thank you, or you're welcome, these little things could, dr- could drastically, dramatically change somebody's life. They could go from being the Grinch that stole Christmas and their heart could grow 10 sizes bigger because you showed them some type of charity that they're not used to seeing or some type of forgiveness 
or just acceptance that they didn't expect could come from you because of what happened. And honestly, it's things like that that can make humanity just better overall. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm just talking about being good from one person to the next. If you don't need something, give it to somebody else. Like, if you can. I'm not saying give somebody your last 25 cents if you can't afford it. And I'm not even saying, like, giving somebody something, like, in general. Just, again, it costs it costs us nothing to be polite. It costs us nothing to say thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. Good morning. Like, things like that. It doesn't cost us anything to do that. But I think we're really getting to this kind of like lifestyle or way of thinking where we don't really get that maybe there's other people out there that need it. Like we've seen the people who will cut off an ambulance with their lights on and shout out to Fletchmo. Um, our mom said something really deep to him when he was learning how to drive about how always make sure that you move away from an ambulance because you don't know who's in that vehicle. You don't. It could be someone who later could have saved your life. Or someone who could have cured cancer. Or someone who could have abolished hunger. But because you think whatever you got going on is more important than a person who's in danger. That's selfish. There's a reason why those lights are blaring. There's a reason why they're going that far. Have we seen the police officer or the ambulance who have... Had, who have flash their lights, and then gone into the Birking. Absolutely. I've seen it. It's disturbing and hysterical. However, and maybe it's far-fetched. Do we know if this person's blood sugar is low? Do we know if this person's going to a McDonald's or a Burger King specifically because something's going on? We don't. We can make the assumptions. We can make the jokes. But since we don't know, Let's give people a chance to actually show us who they are. And even when they show us who they are, decide for yourself. You don't necessarily need to treat somebody awful because of how they treated you. Maybe just ignore them. I spend a good amount of time telling people to go fuck themselves in their head, but smiling in their faces. I don't need to hang out with this person. I don't need to, we don't need to be, what does 50 Cent say? We ain't buddies, we ain't partners, and we damn sure ain't friends. That's fine. We don't have to like each other. And honestly, we don't even need to be in a situation where we necessarily respect each other. But you know what we can do? We can acknowledge that we're all human beings. We can acknowledge that maybe, just maybe, that what we have going on is not as important as the next person. And like, just exist. We can exist as people. And sometimes it does mean sacrifice. You think I like giving up my seat for people? No, I don't like doing that. Absolutely not. But sometimes it's it's necessary. Do you think I... You know what? Perfect example. I was on a bus going home one day. It was an almost empty bus. And this particular woman, an older, older woman, like sat next to me. It was weird. There were plenty of open seats, but she made it a point to sit next to me. And I'm like... I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It was weird. She got the bus and later on got home, talked to my wife, and she goes, well, maybe just seeing you made her feel comfortable. 
I never thought about that because I'm in my own head thinking, what the F is this person doing sitting next to me? Now, I could have got up and just moved, but who knows what's going on? Maybe there was somebody getting on the bus that was, like, going to harm her, and then her seeing me was like, this will make me feel comfortable. Maybe this person won't come on the bus with me and attack me. Or maybe she saw me and reminded her of somebody else in her past. Now, imagine if I just would have just scoffed at her or something else would have happened. Who knows what the next step would have been for this woman? But this is just, it just really comes down to, like, what are we thinking as people? What's really going on? And I honestly, really, truly believe that we've gotten away from the idea of what humanity is. What, like, it means to, like, commune with each other. Like, we don't really hang out. And to rewind back to social media, I've noticed that, like, a lot of people don't even really know how to have conversations anymore because they're not used to actually talking to people unless it's, like, you know, with LOLs and OMGs. Like, someone, I remember the first time someone said LOL to me, I go, you realize you can just laugh or smile. Like, you don't need to actually say it out loud. Like, you know, you don't have to need to say, I LOL'd. Like, you're going to say, I laughed. It's it's weird. Like, and I'm not talking awkwardness, because we've all said weird things when we're awkward. But I'm just saying, like, we don't really, we don't talk anymore. We don't understand the concept of what it's like to converse on, like, a personal level. One of the reasons I love my wife the way I do is because we've always had a connection. And when we stopped communicating, she told me, she was like, hey, we don't talk the way we used to. And we had an uncomfortable conversation that I was not ready to have. But it needed to be had. Uh, fast forward a year or two, year or two, year and a half later, we had a conversation last week about sexuality. She was like, hey, why do you think certain people are attractive? And I'm like, I just do. I'm not saying I want to fuck them. Because I don't. I don't think I can find a man attractive and not want to fuck him. I'm a heterosexual male who just happens to think Ryan Reynolds is one of the sexiest people in the world. If his booty hole is open, guess what? I'm not fucking. Just not my thing. Just not into that. And she laughs at me because I find certain other women attractive. But my number one woman is Zazie Beats. Completely a completely feminine woman. Um... But these are conversations that we had, and it ended up, I think, um, adding more to our relationship because we can have these conversations, because we can converse, because we're open to disagreeing or having uncomfortable talks. But you can't have these uncomfortable talks. You can't have these uncomfortable conversations if you don't know how to converse in general. For the people listening, when was the last time you actually had a real conversation with somebody? I can honestly say that my best friend, my wife, um, my brothers and aunt, the rock star groomsmen, we could actually have real conversations outside of the like text messages. We can talk about crying at movies. We can talk about talk about how we felt about like life and things like that because we're okay with being vulnerable. And while I'm saying some people, some people cannot have these conversations, and that's fine. Um, I remember once upon a time, like, I would send my wife text messages saying, hey, I didn't know how to vocalize this, and sometimes it's better for me to send this via text message. And she asked why, and we had a whole dialogue about this. And so sometimes it is really difficult for me to express how I feel 
because I'm an emotional creature. So sometimes I'll say something, and in my mind, it sounds like the right thing to say. Realistically, eh, not so much. <laughs> maybe I could have said things differently. Maybe I should have used different words, or maybe my vibe, my body language, or my voice was wrong. And it's really uncomfortable when you're wrong and you don't even have anything to say about it. Another example, we took our dog to doggy daycare and I spent a good amount of time on my phone. My wife's about to drop me off at my friend's house and she brings up, they're like, hey, you spent a lot of time on your phone. It was kind of rude. Da, da, da. And I didn't have anything to say about it because she was 100% right. Regardless of what I'm doing, regardless of whether or not I thought it was important or not, Perfect example, my wife said something in the background. I had to pause and just look at her and go, really? But no, she's right, though. It is somebody, and she said, like, it's somebody's time. And she's 100% right. It is somebody's time. And while I was paying attention, and I did hear some things, that's not the perception. The perception of it looks like I'm not paying attention to something that's going on. So, I, and this is the first time this person's met me, and they were 100%, and my wife was 100% right. And I didn't say anything because I felt bad, and she was a she was right. She was correct. I should have been paying more attention to everything that's going on, and I didn't. But you live and you learn, and I think that's really what the biggest point of it is, is, like, you have to learn just to kind of just exist. you got to learn how to be. you got to want more from yourself what do you get out of trolling what do you get out of being negative if you get a bump out of being negative to somebody think about what that means you get a joy joy feeling <laughs> a joy joy feeling I, I was just thinking of demolition man out of being negative to somebody that doesn't seem wrong to you you get happiness out of hurting someone what is like? How does that sound? That's that's not okay. Why do you feel the need to find somebody and go, what you did sucked? Now, that doesn't mean you need to keep continue to purchase what they're doing. You don't like something, start purchasing it. Do you know how many comic books I've bought in issue ones, twos, and threes of? It's like, you know what? I'm not buying four and then on. Because guess what? It does nothing for me. So I don't do it. And if someone asks me my opinion, I'll say, no, nah, I don't buy it. It's not that shit. It's not good. I'll tell them that. Or I will find a polite way to say, hey, do you like this, this, and this? And they say no. Then I'm like, oh, well, this is not for you. Um, I'm trying to think of a comic book. You know what? We'll use Immortal Hulk as an example. I think Immortal Hulk is one of the best comic books I've ever read in my life. Now, if you're not into horror, not for you. Definitely not something you should you should read. Al Ewing's uh, Immortal Hulk, and then we'll take Al Ewing's. Unless you know, we'll take all of Al Ewing's comic books. He is very heavy on representation, male, female, sexual orientation. In an Immortal Hulk, he had a trans person in it, and I thought it was dope that he did that. Um, Al Ewing also spoke about what it's like to be a black woman. He's not a black woman, obviously, but he talked about how a black woman can't be angry because there's you're like you're not allowed to be angry as a black woman because you're automatically chastised. However, the Hulk keeps continues to get forgiven for all the anger and stuff that he does. It was a very deep conversation, which I'm a hundred percent sure he talked to another black woman about, because that's not something a regular cisgendered white male would know. Now, if you're not into that. 
that ain't the comic book for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but if that's not for you, finding Al Ewing and then saying your comic book sucked, you suck, and you've ruined the Hulk as a person, what do you get out of that? You can say all that on Twitter without actually adding the person. You can say all that on Instagram or whatever without adding the person. Now, if the person just happens to Google themselves or look themselves up, that's on them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't go searching old man Wade because I don't want to know. I don't read a lot of comments because I don't want to know. Unless I'm getting paid to do it, I don't honestly don't care what you think. Because when I see it, it's going to hurt my feelings. And I'm going to feel some sort of way about it. I mean, I'd be angry, but I'm going to feel a certain way about it. So, long story short, everyone, be better. That's really all I got to say. Just be better. Be better to each other. Be better to yourself. Ex- expect better yourself. Before you hit send, think to yourself, is this what I want? Is this the imprint that I want to leave on life? If this is the last thing I tweet, am I okay with this? Is this the last post I make? Is this what I want? Think about that before you say anything, before you do anything. Because honestly, the last thing you say may actually be the last thing you say. So how do you feel about that? I was going to get into some dorky stuff, but I gave you 30 minutes of uh, me ranting and talking. This has been the Old Man Wade Show. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Instagram at OldManWadeCom. You can find me at OldManWadeCom on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, don't forget to find me on BamSmackPow. Uh, just Google that, BamSmackPowMark, and all my articles will come up. I am... There's always something up there for me. Um, the next episode will actually be comic book heavy. I have a couple of lists that I've done that I'm actually really proud of that I can't wait to talk about. Some stuff regarding movies, some stuff regarding comic books. Uh, I've talked basketball, but meh. I ain't that, I'm not that into it anymore. But yeah, thank you all for listening. And as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Oh, and before I go, I just want to make sure that I make this a point because this was kind of funny. I was called a biblical whore. And that is by far one of the funniest things anyone has ever called me. And I think I'm adding it to my bio that I am Old Man Wade, a biblical whore. I don't know why that makes, I don't know why telling someone they're great and I appreciate what they did makes me a biblical whore, but I'm kind of appreciative of it. Especially if you know me from about, mm, about 1920 till I was about 25, I was absolutely a biblical whore. <laughs> anyway, as always, peace. Damn it, Wade!